Well, hello and welcome to episode number 48 of Virtual Team Dynamics, the Old Fire podcast. My name is Francis Norman. I'm the founder and principal consultant here at Old Fire. At Old Fire, we specialize in helping you get the most from your virtual teams through understanding how your team members communicate and interact. So on the podcast today, we're going to be discussing how you can develop a personal expat support network. So this is how you would do this if you have no corporate support and if you're new in a a new expat environment. So as with all of our podcasts, there's an accompanying article on the Old Fire website. So please do check it out for additional information. And while you're there, sign up for our regular newsletter find out a bit more about how we may be able to help you with your business. So on last week's podcast, I talked a bit about how companies develop international communication skills. And in that um, podcast in, and in the accompanying article, we, we identified three different tiers of support that are typically available to, to personnel. One is essentially no support. So you go in boots and all, in at the deep end as we referred to it, and uh, basically have to fend for yourself. The second one is a little bit of upfront trainings provided by your employer and then away you go and uh, good luck. And the third one would be where your employer provides both upfront training and ongoing support to you and your colleagues while you are in this expat environment. Now each of the three of those have their own pros and cons. Um, Largely the pros and cons fit around the financial side for the business in terms of it can be quite expensive to provide long-term support but also there can be a cost to not providing support to people in that it can take them a lot longer to acclimatize they can make mistakes they can feel very uncomfortable and in some instances they need to be repatriated and replaced by somebody else simply because the environment has become somewhere where they don't feel comfortable functioning. So in this particular article, we're going to talk a bit about how you can develop your own personal expat support network if you find yourself in the first of the three models, or even in the second or third sometimes, but primarily we're going to talk about it in the context of if you find yourself with no corporate support and deployed into one of these expat situations. So how you how you can go about building a network for yourself and what you should look for from that network and how you can also support others who are in similar situations. So the need for support. A lot of organisations, quite naively in some ways, but they simply don't recognise that there is a need for them to provide support to their personnel in efforts like this. There's a belief in some businesses and in some projects and in some organisations that it doesn't matter where you are in the world, you're still working for the one company, you still should have all of the same corporate things available to you and you shouldn't need anything special just because you happen to be in another country or in another city in some instances. And that can be quite quite naive, quite honestly. It can be a situation where 
for different people, the impact both from a work perspective and from an emotional perspective can be quite stark. They can find themselves suddenly having to deal with things that they've never had to deal with for either in their lives or for a long, long time. They can find themselves in places where there are languages that they don't understand and where nobody speaks their native language. They can find themselves in places where the cultures are massively different from the culture that they're used to and where they find it just really, really difficult and really challenging and really confronting to adapt to that new culture. And that culture can be as much of a business culture as it can be a personal and a and a national culture. So they can find that there are huge numbers of challenges that were simply unexpected and the organisation itself doesn't always recognise that these challenges exist. So they can be that can be one reason for it, that the company simply doesn't understand. The second reason can be that the company, for whatever reason, either can't find the money, can't afford to spend the money on, on this sort of support, or knows that they should do it, but for whatever reason just will not spend the money on it. And of course there's, the, there's another situation which is where they know they want to do it, but they can't find the people to deliver the recognised and necessary support and training that they, that they would like to give to their people. And in those instances, that's quite that's probably the worst of the lot in terms of a sadness perspective that that the employees and the company know that they want to do all of this, but but they just just can't find a way where they can make that kind of training and support available. So, however, the situation presents itself for those employees who do find themselves in this situation, where they're assigned to a to an expat team, and they travel and arrive in this new country with no preparation with no training and so forth how how should you plan for it and how should you proceed and what should you expect well firstly the planning side the planning can be you can you can undertake quite a few things these days there's there's obviously there's books out there that talk about different cultures and different places there are a lot of websites now there's organizations such as ourselves such as Ulfire who who do specialize in offering these sorts of supports and these sorts of things then can be available and can be used as a research basis for people to to at least get an understanding before they embark on this uh, on this trip you can also look around in your organization and in your profession and among your friends and so forth and find people who've both been to the place that you're going to go to potentially which would be great or people who've been in similar situations where yes they're different they would have experienced things differently but they would have still had to go through similar levels of experience so spend some time do as much research as you can before you set off um second one would be to to not keep your concerns to yourself even if your company is not prepared to help you and you and you know that you need people to give you give you some assistance actively look for the people make it make it make it known that you are looking for assistance rather than just stressing to yourself that you know you need this but you can't find anywhere to go to get it let people know and there will be some people who will come along to you and and they'll be happy to share whatever their experiences may be some of them may be valid some of them may not some of them may seem valid before you actually set off and get there and will prove not to have been other things of course will appear to be not necessary and and not of value and you'll get to your new location and suddenly realize that a lot of this information was actually very valuable and that you can then 
you can then use it you can then get back in touch with the people who offered that support to you so that then this is all preparation the next thing would be when you arrive there be patient be patient with yourself be patient with your environment be patient with your new colleagues and let everybody know that you are new and that you are struggling to to come to terms with the differences between the places make sure that your colleagues know that you are um, that you are working yourself to understand what the challenges are but that you expect to make some mistakes and essentially apologize up front for any faux pas that you may, may make for any times that you may open your mouth and put your foot straight in it in terms of saying something that that they may not appreciate they may not understand but also to make it clear to them that you're looking for help again you'll have people in this new environment who've gone through similar relocations to you you'll also have people in this new environment who who will more than happily spend time with you helping you acclimatize helping you understand the business environment helping you understand the social environment helping you understand how the company that you you are now finding yourself in the expat location of functions in that location and spend some time with these people get to know how they think and how they work or at least get an understanding or a beginning of an understanding of how they work and how they think and recognize that everybody sees the world differently and that what you see will be different from how other people see things so the next thing we would recommend would then be to be prepared to have some bad days and you will find there's there's a few different websites out there and there's a few different pieces of material out there that show the the cycle of what you go through as an expat where you start off with a, f- a period of euphoria where everything can be new and exciting then the excitement wears off and suddenly everything can be scary and unpleasant and then over time you find that you reach back to a point of equilibrium where things are just how they are but so be prepared along the way for some bad days for some bad minutes some bad hours some bad days days when you just think oh this is all too hard and i want to go home but those days if you recognize in yourself the day before and maybe the day after will have been really good days when you had when you had breakthroughs when you enjoyed what was happening when you enjoyed your opportunities that you've been presented with so recognize that there will be good days and recognize that there will be bad days and that the two are simply opposite sides of the same coin and that over time things will start to settle down and you'll become more comfortable and more settled in the in your new environment the next one then that we would um, suggest that you do is that you you take time to celebrate with your colleagues and both your local colleagues and occasionally with the colleagues from where you've set off from but particularly to celebrate when you've made breakthroughs so if you suddenly find that you're understanding things a bit better you're understanding the culture a bit more you want to have a you want to have a get together and get some of your new colleagues around you to to enjoy things find out how they celebrate in that culture and set something up and and hold some form of a celebration even if it's just a, an arrival party or a I've been here for one month party or whatever or a project milestone or a corporate milestone or whatever but but have some form of a celebration join in it if it's appropriate bring your family members with you always assuming that your family members are there with you and if you're inviting people make sure that you understand how you should invite 
and who you should invite because there are times when you may you may think from your home culture that it's appropriate or inappropriate to invite extended family members whereas you may well find that that your view of things is completely different from the culture that you're in and make sure that at least for those first few celebrations that you that you celebrate in a way which fits with the people that you're now working with yes that might mean a very different approach from where you're from but but try it because the, that will help and it will help bring people together if they see that you're at least making an attempt to to bring yourself into their culture and to uh, to help them understand your culture as well and of course as well as celebrating you need to find when op- when things happen badly you need to you need to mourn together you need to share things that go badly on the project as a as a way where you can you can share experiences and you can and other people can see that it's not just their problems it's your problems as well share those bad times as much as the good times and in some ways even celebrate the bad times don't just sweep them under the carpet but use them look to work for ways to use them as an opportunity to bring yourself and your team together if you have a failure in the project somewhere along the way you can you can sometimes find that the work that goes into recovering from that failure can bring people together in a in a more powerful way than if it had been a success because the success is like yep we did that we move on whereas a problem can be something which can be an opportunity to build to build a stronger relationship and to build stronger networks with your colleagues and then the last sort of point that we would make and the last point that we raise in the in the article is to not just spend all of your time focusing on work. Yes, yes, work is what brought you to where you are, but work is not entirely what your life is about, we would hope, and it's also enti- not entirely what your new virtual colleagues or your new co-located colleagues' lives are all about as well. So find some time to to get out and 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 just get to know your teammates outside of work and to get to know your colleagues in a different environment of course again be careful with cultures because there are many cultures where where um, where work is very separate from home life and in those instances it will be not as not as appropriate to to uh, to to get together as much so be be aware of this and be careful about it, but also where you have the opportunities and where the opportunities present, at least do what you can. And if that, that might even be as simple as you take a trip on a weekend or you take a trip on a day off. And when you get before you go, you ask for guidance from your local colleagues. And when you get back, you share your experiences with them. And you'll find over time you'll start to build a very close relationship with these colleagues and they'll get to trust you more and you'll get to understand them more and the cultures will make more sense and you'll feel more settled and your family, if you have your family with you and your friends will start to feel more settled as well. And by and large, the whole experience will become more be- more enjoyable and you'll find that you are much more comfortable in your new environment. So hopefully you've enjoyed this episode and you've got something useful from it. Um, If you do have any feedback, if you've got any suggestions, if you've got any ideas or experiences, please do share them with us on the Ulfire website. So that's www.ulfire.com.au And of course, please do subscribe to the podcast feed. There's a page on the website with 
links to take you to all the different mechanisms that you can use dependent on your platform to subscribe and to receive the feed. And we send out a fortnightly newsletter with highlights and um, links to to new articles and so forth. So if you're interested in being kept up to date with those things as well, please do check that out as well on the website. There's all sorts of little pop-ups that come up for subscribing for the latest ideas. And beyond that, we very much look forward to speaking to you in future podcasts. Thank you.